This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Well, a couple of little items before we get to our top story. Did you hear, Binkley, that Neighbors has a new home? I did see that text. I haven't seen the details of it yet. He is, Bill let us know that he moved right around the corner from his old location. He's at 2938, having taken French, I want to say jean Drive, <laughs> but it's jean maybe? Yeah, I don't know if they're saying it like jean John Key out there in Smyrna. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that wouldn't even be the French way. Anyway, John Quill Drive in Smyrna, right around the corner from the old location and right across the street from Rev Coffee. So hopefully you will. He's got a ton of plants coming in and you can go give him a hug and uh, take some of that inventory off his hands. And tonight we have a Rockfin deep dive live at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. So there you go. And now I think you and I both had the same story top of mind today. You're going to take the lead and then I'm going to follow up in the deep dive. But you go first. Okay. The police have arrested the suspect in the New York City subway smoke bomb shooting that happened yesterday. The guy's name is Frank James. He is 62 years old. He was arrested today without incident. He was apparently just kind of walking around New York City. He had a mask on and he is a YouTuber. He was a YouTuber. They have removed his channel ever since. And his YouTube name was Prophet of Truth 88. And I did watch some of his videos. He had posted over 450 videos in the past three years about racism, homelessness, climate change, even mentioned Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Although I don't know if he necessarily served the agenda that they would like the mainstream to serve on it. But I don't know because his videos are all very, very long. He has like hour and a half, two hour videos of him kind of ranting. And I did watch a couple of them, or at least part of some of them. For instance, in his most recent video, he was showing like a court TV type segment of a younger African-American man getting convicted of murder and then crying and apologizing. And his response to that video was, all young black men need to see this so that they think before they pull the trigger. And then he goes on to talk about how he's had instances in his life where he has wanted to see people die, but he thought before doing something and then implies that he didn't do it. And so younger black men need to see this because what he is saying is that they are not going to get a break. It doesn't matter. They're not going to get a break. He seems to be a black nationalist in a lot of the ways that he speaks. And it is interesting with that particular video that I watched, the media framed that as his proof that he wanted to kill people and watch people die in his videos. Yet I watched the video and it seemed to me like he was telling people, don't do this. You should think before acting. Don't act. Yeah. So I heard that this guy was a YouTuber and 
the first thing I thought was what you always say, like, be careful of that stuff because it's a way to set yourself up as a patsy. And I assume that's what happened to this guy. Like, it's there's a lot of real fake stuff in the video. I found a video of it. You probably saw it, too. Not of the YouTube videos, but a video of the thing that happened. And it looked very staged to me. I'll get into it in the deep dive. But this guy, he was wearing a gas mask during the event. And then you said when they arrested him, he had a mask on. Like, there's just no... It, it looks like they could have been targeting this guy. And he really, he'd have no way to prove that it wasn't him. And I just feel like when you say stuff like that, or you have, you know, you say stuff like that, and then you made a gun purchase once 11 years ago, that might be enough for them to try to frame you for something like this. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility of a Patsy situation, or maybe he was involved in something, but the people he got him into it. It was something else. Maybe he was misled. I I, I don't know. I did with, you see the videos of the subway? I saw some of those videos. Yeah, I did. I, I saw the pictures of him walking in with the outfit on. And here's what I thought when I heard that he was wearing a gray sweatshirt, a reflectors vest, like a construction worker, and he was also wearing a construction worker. It was helmet. a an MTA outfit. It was a MTA uniform. Okay. Well. Which is the workers there. The People first thing that I there. thought when I heard that, and then I heard they hadn't called him yet, and when I heard there was a smoke bomb there, you th- start thinking of Batman, throw a smoke bomb and you escape. Yeah. Well, this guy was in the subway train. They had a little chart of, I don't know how accurate this chart is, of when he entered the train, when he threw the smoke bomb, and then when he escaped in between the stops. First thought to me was, well, he's wearing this outfit. This is the stuff that spies do, the double agents do when they are going to be exposed is they will, there'll be like a diversion and then they'll have clothes on that is layered that is going to be easily mm-hmm. described by nice. the witnesses. So you throw the smoke bomb, then he has this vest on that's easy to take off, then you have this helmet on, easy to take off, this mask on, easy to flip off, this gas mask, and you can escape through the tunnels of the subway where for some reason the cameras were all out. He must have known that or someone must have made that happen i don't know but then you shed all of those clothes and now the description that all of the people are giving is something that yes. you are no longer representing totally and wrong. I, my first thought was yeah they found they probably found those clothes and those items nearby the scene and they did they found them i think in a dumpster near the scene so he did shed the clothes so that to me tells me that he either did some research on his own to think of that because i think that probably a lot of People who just do things on a whim aren't going to think that far ahead for an escape plan, or he had some help and was guided in doing that. Yeah. So what you're saying makes perfect sense to me. I think you're totally right about that. I There's nothing in me that thinks that this was authentic from him or whatever. It was highly, it, from what I observed in the videos, um, it looked absolutely highly staged to me. So here was a guy who had to do that thing and he had to get out and I believe it was totally set up. And that would explain why he was wearing an MTA uniform under that stuff. So some of those things are MTA stuff, like they have the kind of vest with the reflective. I seem to recall them wearing gray hoodies, but I, maybe not. I don't know. But if he took all that stuff off and then he's dressed like a an MTA worker which is the mass transit authority. It's who works the subways. So that would be the perfect outfit to have underneath your sweatshirt. 
And if he was able to get one of those outfits or if he worked there in some capacity in the past, then that might give some insight as to how he might have known about the cameras or been able to facilitate cameras not working. Yeah, I don't I don't believe like I don't think there's any reason to think it was actually him. He had a gas mask on. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why I think it was a patsy. Like, there's no you're never going to find out that it was really him. But yeah, that the the three sets of cameras were off. Like, that's ridiculous to me. Yeah, and, and he, they're they're asking for people to turn in their video from the scene, and I assume that's so they can collect it and course. suppress it. Uh huh. Well, here's what they said about the cameras: is so this is the CEO of the Metro uh, Transportation Authority told CNN that there are almost ten thousand cameras in the system, including almost six hundred cameras on the Brooklyn section of where the attack happened. He did not comment on why they were not working. It's a lot of cameras. Yes, yeah, a lot of cameras working. to have. To have any dead zones at all. Yeah. So you have that many cameras so that you have redundancy enough to never have a dead zone. Yes, exactly. And they managed to find a dead zone here. Now, a couple of themes that emerged, which I'm sure you'll go a little bit deeper on these later, were during his a lot of his videos, he spoke about being a victim of the mental health program in New York, said he had PTSD and that he went into a mental health program and he came out much worse, much angrier. And he spoke about how they're not combating homelessness in New York City, how it's the, every train car is loaded with homeless people. And he said it was so bad he couldn't even stand in one of his videos. He had to keep moving from car to car. Now, I don't know this. Maybe you can answer this question. There were apparently people trying to get to another train car, but the door was locked. Is that normally how it is in these train cars? I know when I lived in Chicago, people would walk freely from train to train on the L train. It seemed a little dangerous, but they would do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember... Uh, if I recall correctly, I've, they've been open and they've been locked. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But when you look at the video, I mean, the people coming out, some people weren't even like running that fast. It looks to me, and I, and I heard the guy say, now, some of the stuff they were saying didn't even seem authentic to me. But one guy said, hey, someone got shot and lit a fire in the train. So I think the fire in the train was getting people to want to go. But like, anyway, yeah, let's get into it. I do. It's funny that you should say what his issues were, because those are the issues that are going to be addressed, which is the last thing you want to do. Yes. And they did make sure to highlight that his videos featured him sharing conspiracy theories, such as the claim that the Twin Towers could never have been brought down by 9-11 <laughs> planes. That's fantastic. They just slipped that in there, a little piggybacking. Of course. What I think is really... I I mean, the only thing that makes me think that he's not even a real person is that his name is Frank James, who was Jesse James's brother. And you could think of it as a kind of Wild West scenario. That guy was like a Confederate yeah. guerrilla soldier. You know, there's that, there's all that <clears throat> emotional baggage that comes with the name Frank James that seemed really obvious to me. Yeah. And the police used kind of another crowdsourced investigation to catch this guy. They were going door to door in Brooklyn, asking store owners and residents and apartment buildings if they had any videos of the scene that they could share with them and give the police access to. And they asked for people to submit their digital media to an FBI.gov that they made specifically for this. So this theme of crowdsourced investigations, which we talked about a long time ago when we first started uh, seeing this trend, is the new way the FBI and the police are getting their work done, essentially getting the public to do the investigative work for them 
by submitting to these various tip lines and and then lines. having an excuse to confiscate all the video. There you go. Right. And, and they, they also say, hey, this is an open investigation. Please don't share this video. Yeah. No, they initially claimed exactly that the FBI had this guy in a database somewhere. But I, the press conference they just had, they said that that was actually not true, that they did not have him detained. But the language they used made it seem like maybe they were twisting words so they could say they didn't, but maybe that he was on the radar. So it's unclear on that. I, I don't know. Anytime. Anyone has had a brush with the police in the recent past or FBI or whatever. I'm like, okay, that guy got set up. He got set up or he's cooperating or they identified him as a patsy coming and going. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and speaking of another, like, fishy thing, like all those cameras being out at once. I got to say with the, I, I just am fascinated by this Home Depot fire. Like that looks fake to me too. Not that it's fake fire. It definitely looks like a real fire, but I feel like it's just not, the story's not believable. So I keep waiting for them to tell us like how that fire got started because Home Depot's a commercial establishment, the lumber department, the drywall department. Again, you have redundancies so that you don't have massive fires. Your redundancies are alarms, um, their sprinkler systems. Maybe you have two different sprinkler systems. You have fire stations, you know, fire departments nearby. You have people trained in this. So, so far, the eyewitnesses on that Home Depot fire have said that they did not hear any alarms go off and they did not see any sprinklers go off. Home Depot is saying they're referring all questions to the fire department, which seems like a pretty schlocky move for a huge corporation. And the fire department is not commenting, which is also kind of weird. And it makes me wonder if the Home Depot is at all into the home the World Economic Forum. Oh, they are. And I do know that that wasn't that Arthur Blank, isn't it? Arthur Blank, the guy who owns the Falcons, is him and some other guy started it. Yeah. So I think he's out of it, but I know his politics were definitely consistent with all this. I don't. So you think that Home Depot is because I didn't see it, but uh, I had found something in the past that linked them to it. I don't remember exactly what it was, or maybe it was Arthur Blank or the other. Yeah, there was something that it it might be him. Specifically, but yeah, it just seems like they would go along with it. Where was that fire again? It was in San Jose, California, which has okay. like five Home Depots. So I'm thinking they just don't need an extra one. And it was like an awkward one. The guy, our friend from there said it was like not the greatest. It didn't have good parking or whatever. Yeah. And it's like been totally destroyed, which is a little bit hard to believe. They said it was totally destroyed. Yet the only picture I could see, it, it was stuff that wasn't even burnt. I'm like, OK. It is interesting because one of the founders of Home Depot was on Your World with Neil Cavuto yesterday saying that Biden is worse than Jimmy Carter. I don't think he was there talking about the fire. He was there talking about inflation yeah. and other stuff. Well, maybe they're trying to make a comeback because this is this just smacks of like global conspiracy to me. 
Yeah, and Home Depot is such a big company. That does yeah. seem like they've got stuff in place to stop it. And it has the, that history, but I absolutely think that, and I've thought this since since two since that Philadelphia fire and the Bronx fire, I was like, okay, urban fires are rising. Urban fires, which is really a problem that we've eradicated, is coming back. And the more they mess with the grid, the more they tur- they preemptively shut down electricity, the more people are going to start using candles and stuff. And the more that the fire alarms won't work and the more the sprinkler systems might not work, especially if they're automatically triggered by sensors that need electricity. Like they are setting us up for raising some older infrastructure, probably to build stuff up that's very surveillance-y. Yeah. And also controllably, you can be controlled through hacking and shut down, flipping the switch. Yeah, I think there's there's just it's part of the whole great reset infrastructure rebuild thing. I think. So okay. I did change things up a little bit. If we can get to the give us an update on Russia. Busha, yeah, your daily your daily Russia update. Where <laughs> I'm Biden so bored with it? Yeah, he has accused. Yeah, they got to keep that show as entertaining as possible. I guess that's why they have the entire crew basically and executive producers that were on the actual <laughs> television show that the president of Ukraine was on I know, now I mean, working it, in government. It is a television show. You know, I saw something yesterday on the think tank where they were talking about what they anticipate to see moving forward, a takeaway from this war. And one of the main ones that they focused on was this first person account that Zelensky was giving where he would do these press conferences. We've seen the videos of him doing TikTok like videos, talking directly to the phone, but apparently he's doing videos where he'll be like at his window and he'll be talking directly to the camera, just like a regular person on TikTok. And then he'd walk over to his desk and then the scene cuts to like a normal looking press conference by a president. And they were saying they expected this type of, film dramatic use of video to be exploited by heads of state and politicians more and more moving forward almost like this is a practice run that Zelensky is doing for the world so I found that to be interesting really interesting especially since they act like oh well that's just this is what people say that's just those are just politicians they're going to use any means necessary but of course it makes it so much easier for their handlers to control what they say to control how it's delivered I mean it really smacks of hope propaganda and not just fostering politics but I also thought it was weird that Boris Johnson went to this horrible war zone to walk around Kiev with Zelensky I mean come on right and Biden called the actions by Russia. He said that it is genocide. And he says that I call it genocide because it become it be, it's become clearer and clearer that Putin is just trying to wipe out even the idea of being Ukrainian. The evidence is mounting. And of course, Zelensky hearted that. He loved it. He praised Biden, saying that true words of a true leader, <sighs> calling things by their names is essential to stand up to evil. We are grateful for U.S. assistance provided so far, and we urgently need more heavy weapons to prevent further Russian atrocities. And of course, he asked and Biden answers as Biden picked up the phone today and he called Zelensky to tell him that he is going to be authorizing an additional an additional 800 million in weapons. We're going to give Are you, you 800 million dollars worth of weapons. But we've yeah. already is that included in the 1.4 billion that we've given them already since this thing started? Yeah. That 
I will tell you, I called during the Trump impeachment. I was like, they're focusing on how we have to give them money. And if you don't want to give them money, you're Trumpian. Right, exactly. And here's the kicker on this point is Biden says that this new package of assistance will contain many of the highly effective weapon systems we have already provided and new capabilities tailored to the wider assault we expect Russia to launch in eastern Ukraine. Now, why do they expect there to be a wider assault? On Ukraine? Well, because they have evidence in the form of satellite images that allegedly reveal a convoy of more, more than 200 Russian military vehicles on a highway on the march towards Ukraine. Now, I will point out, because every day since I did that story a couple of weeks ago about this propaganda firm that is the Department of Defense contractor, Maxar Technologies, every image I have seen related to the satellite images that is the evidence being provided has been from Maxar Technologies, and so is this one. So Maxar Technologies provided the satellite imagery that Biden is using to justify sending this $800 million in weapons to Ukraine, and Maxar Technologies is the number one provider of satellite images to the mainstream media, which they provide to them for free, and that the media uses uses their database in mass uncritically. They just put them up there. This is a Department of Defense contractor, a company that was built up by the U.S. government that has a clear agenda. All you got to do is read their mission statement on their website. They are standing with Ukraine. So this is not unbiased reporting coming from these images. And they are a company that was, it transformed a little bit as they were built up over the years. The names changed, but they were built up in coordination and cooperation with the U.S. government to serve specific governmental agendas. And they go where the U.S. government tells them to go to take photos of what they tell them. This is a propaganda organization being used for evidence. Does it mean it's not true? No, but keep that in mind when you see these images or you see that the evidence they're using is highly controlled from the top of our government. Interesting. And I do think that by putting tons and tons and tons of military equipment there, you're really just establishing a de facto NATO outpost. Yes, and I would encourage Uh, you to look at the photos too because it looks like a video game. Yeah, I have no Are idea they, what the I'm photos at. of the Russian things coming in. The satellite imagery that they're using as because evidence. The, those are Russian. That's Russian stuff in Russia, though, right? It's in Russia, yes. I mean, and it's moving that's toward. Totally it's like there's legit. a number of people here, but that's you don't even know if you're seeing that though. That's just right, what they say you're seeing. You look at yeah. it, and I'm like, I saw an image that looked almost just like that on a video game I was playing the other day. Yeah. Well, two. Well, and actually, yeah, I'm sure that the it could have it could be yeah. So, but also that theme about the genocide or whatever that folds directly into some Fox News propaganda I heard this morning that in Bucha, I want to call it Buka, like Bucharest, but they're calling yeah. it Bucha. And that they have mass graves there, which is just that like a throwback to previous atrocities, of course, but that people were shot. Somebody somebody gave an anecdotal story that they were being shot for speaking Ukrainian. Oh, okay. Which goes to what you were saying about they want to like wipe out get rid of Ukraine and those images in Bucha of those mass graves provided by satellite imagery from Maxar Technologies as well. Wow. Interesting. Well, if you want to squeeze in your um, next story, that's fine. Otherwise, we can go to the deep dive. Let's save it. Let's save the next one for the XR. Okay. Well, that's good because it's about AI. AI and the XR. Absolutely. Okay. Well, before we get to the deepest dive of the day, where I will tell you a little bit about what I think are the agendas being served by that subway shooting in 
or the story of the subway shooting from this week in New York. I will tell you what we are going to talk about in the XR. In addition to that AI story, Binkley's going to bring us uh, the scientific evidence of identity traits of a-holes. And who is Steve Dettelbach, you might ask? That's or you might name. not. <laughs> it might fold in with the subway shooting. You'll never know unless you listen to the XR. But before we get to that, we'd like to hear from our sponsors. And of course, I'm going to give another big shout out to Neighbors, who has a new location, 2938 Jeanquil Drive in Smyrna, around the corner from the old location and across from Rev Coffee. And of course, don't forget our great friends at TrueHemScience.com for, I would say, unmatched quality of CBD products. Absolutely. And take that from me, a newbie, but also from people who are experienced in the arts of CBD oil and other CBD products. And if you want to support us, you this would be a good day to join Rockfin, rockfin.com slash propaganda report because we're going to do a deep dive live tonight where Binkley's going to trigger me and you're going to hear the conspirators in their own words conspiring to shape the world and not for your benefit. And then also tomorrow we have the DNB XR live exclusively in video on Rockfin, rockfin.com slash propaganda report. And now on to the deepest dive of the day. Okay, so here is the story, which I mean, I really fell into a rabbit hole this morning. So the story is that yesterday morning, a man went down into the subway in Brooklyn with fireworks, smoke grenades and firearms and fired 33 shots into a cloud of smoke while wearing a gas mask. So when I tweeted this, people went bananas on the 33 number. So there is actually a magazine of that will hold 33 rounds for the Glock 17 if my research serves me correctly and it was a Glock 17, but the story is that the gun jammed and that's why he stopped shooting. So the story isn't that he ran out of bullets, the story is that it jammed and this is another thing they're saying Glocks don't jam. So they also said that 29 people were injured and 10 were shot. Many others, did you catch this, were injured through smoke inhalation, falling down, or having panic attacks. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so that was that Joe Pesci character, the whatever it is. Some... Where he's breathing into a bag? No, well, I didn't see any of that, but I'm just saying like there's there's some cop spokesman or maybe it's the chief of police. I don't know. I haven't lived in New York in a long time. But oh, you're saying he, he reminds you of Joe Pesci, the chief that of police. That guy, yes. I said that to somebody earlier today. I said, this guy oh, yeah. reminds me of every New York cop in every movie that yeah. has oh, New York Yeah, oh, he's definitely, yeah, the Joe Pesci character. So he, and he was saying like, the, and you, he was reading it, obviously. They just read it, but the panic attack thing made me laugh because it's like the mental illness thing from all around. And remember when, like the the capital, the cop who died of suicide is considered like a January sixth casualty to the extent that story is even reported accurately. So yeah, it made me crazy that his name was Frank James. I really that just bothered me because it's Jesse James' brother. He was a Confederate guerrilla. He was a Wild West shooter type guy, and this is all about guns in the Wild West. 
There are a lot of elements here. He has ties to supposedly he bought the fireworks in Wisconsin. He supposedly bought the gun at a pawn shop in Ohio in 2011. I don't I'd have to see the paperwork on that to believe that he got the U-Haul in Pennsylvania, which is where he's from. And all those things make me and he might be brought up on federal charges. All those things make me think they want federal laws on all of those items. Who knows where he got the gas mask, but on all those items. So because you can't have your own laws about guns because it affects other states. I, I, I felt like that was something that's an agenda item coming down. Uh, so he. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of this stuff in the earlier thing that he was wearing the MTA uniform, that three cameras were not functioning. I mean, these things are kind of suspicious. The, the best thing, I think, is and this was reported by several law enforcement officials, a credit card with Mr. James's name on it was found at the scene of the shooting, along with a key to the U-Haul that was rented in Philly believe it was in Philly, somewhere in Pennsylvania, that was also near the scene of the crime. Uh, they found his gun. They found the magazines, a hatchet, fireworks, and a liquid believed to be gasoline. I mean, believed no, to be gasoline. I'm no grease monkey, but I think I could tell gasoline if it were if I if I were, you know, whatever, investigating a crime. So. So one thing people are noticing, like how crazy it was that. He his credit card was left behind. The keys to the vehicle were left behind. I mean, that's so traceable. Dean tweeted like it's so weird that like passports of the 9-11 hijackers were found completely in pristine position condition near the 9-11 that day. And I remember when MH17 went down over Ukraine, there were pristine passports felt there so that you could see like identity. But I think there's another wrinkle with the credit cards being found because they said that led them to the evidence they needed to to identify him. And this idea of financial transactions being something that you can trace or that have forensic value that can't be private because of all the crimes that they can either facilitate or lead to. I mean, they shut down those truckers in Toronto or whatever. They're financing. You know, it's I, I believe that financial surveillance and control is going to dovetail with like the whole Bitcoin thing with the whole um central bank digital currency and they're going to say we need to surveil it all the time because of the forensic value and also because of the criminal potential of financial transactions I yeah that was a big thing i think the cameras also being out i think that that is a good thing for them because that gives them this opportunity to continue testing this crowdsourced police investigation technique where what if our cameras don't work how are we going to solve the crime well let's see how it works and it seems to be working well yeah i think that's valid so yeah they they helped to identify him also through i think what might have been like a fireworks registry in wisconsin that's more really you no know, more well, I don't know. Why would the guy have the name of him buying fireworks? Yeah, that is interesting. I, says, yeah, I never considered that. William Weimer, a vice president of Phantom Fireworks, said that a man named Frank James from Milwaukee had purchased several brands of the fireworks seen in the photo from the Phantom Fireworks showroom outside of Racine last June. But that's a Frank James is a very, I imagine, a very common name, especially in Wisconsin, I would think. Yeah. Uh, so who knows where, where that will go? Uh, they 
Did they? So you? Where did you see the YouTube videos? It looked like his thing was taken down. His channel sure. was taken down today. Last night it was still but, up. But why? Why on earth would something like that still be up when my my stuff is not uh, available? And I never talk about anything that's dangerous. Well, my guess would be if they were truly looking for him, that they left it up as a way for people to see him. I don't know. They had pictures of him. But there's a lot of people on the comments. So many comments. So many people were watching his most recent video and commenting on it and saying, look what you did. How dare you? Very few people said this man's innocent until proven guilty. I think like one person I found actually said that. And I did like that comment. Yeah, he's definitely. But I don't know. Part of it could be to stir the debate, stir the conversation around it, because maybe they wanted people to see what his views were, and he did very much. No, have... I mean, why? Why was it alive over the past year? Why wasn't it gone long before then? If he said stuff like that, like what you're saying, like our stuff doesn't last. You can't upload. It gets taken down before it's uploaded. The only guess I would have is that he didn't have many views until yesterday. It was very lightly. Do you think channel. that's still the way it works? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? So he did say, so one of the quotes I read was that James' social media presence warned of the dangers lurking in New York's subways and how the state's mental health programs have contributed to the uptick in crimes. And so, weirdly, that is exactly what the mayor is going to address. So if you want your your concerns addressed, uh, is the message that the mayor is sending commit crime. So we give this guy all sorts of publicity. Now, if I thought this was totally legit, I wouldn't give it publicity, but I think it's a false flag. So I don't mind talking about it, but to actually respond and do the things this guy wants is uh, reckless. In my opinion, they said the social media stuff will provide evidence both for his apprehension, which they are saying it did, but also for his prosecution. So get ready for those videos as evidence. Yeah, that I mean, that's perfect. So if you really did want to find some a patsy for crime and you can use social media as, quote, evidence, well, it's kind of like a crime that solves itself in case you wanted to boost your numbers as a crime fighting elected official. It's a moral hazard from start to finish. You know, and that last video that he posted was posted on April 11th. So two days before that happened. Is that right? Yeah. Two days before. And busy. He was saying in it how he never wants to go to jail, never he'll do anything to not go to prison. And a lot of people in the comments were saying, well, I guess he's not going to be taken alive. He's going to be suicide by cop. He's going to he'll never be brought in. But he was brought in peacefully. But why did he why did he say that? Well, how is that relevant? He had been arrested a number of times before, and he believes that the system is targets black people. And he believes that he's very, very racial in a lot of his talks and he's very much he does not think black people and white people should be living together he thinks they should be separated and he thinks that white people he was talking about ukraine saying that ukraine is white people killing white people what do you think they're going to do to you speaking to other black people if they do that to each other interesting all right so um i got a couple more things i'm going to say and then i'm going to save the agenda it's a it's a robust agenda item um that the mayor came out with all the things he's going to do i'm going to save that for the xr but i did put in the show notes these two videos from the new york post they were like citizen videos and it it just 
to me, like there was no panic. There was no one falling down. There's no way 10 people were shot. There's maybe one person injured on the ground. You saw him hobble out of the thing and lay gently down. He didn't collapse. He like laid himself down. Then he was like taking selfies. It was very weird. Uh, not, I mean, people were, some people were, I mean, people were running, but some people weren't, you know? So I didn't, I don't know. It didn't look right to me. It sounds and looks like one of those training exercises that they do sometimes in a subway. Yeah, it did. And then there's a person in a red sweatshirt, similar to what I remember on the Ashley Babbitt scene where they seem to be setting the stage, like quite literally. It's really a weird video. So hopefully you'll still be able to see it if you go into the show notes. And then after seeing that video, I realized that the the actions they took around this were definitely to increase panic and make people feel it such as they gave shelter in place orders to a nearby Brooklyn schools uh, which was lifted at noon but it still was enough to freak everybody out there was a New York emergency messaging system that sent a notice warning people to avoid the entire area between 3rd and 5th avenues and 20th and 40th street which is a huge area um, like at least, you know, a mile or more. Um, law enforcement increased security at regional transit hubs. And he, the mayor, had extra security because there were concerning posts written about him personally. And then they suspended service on the DN and R DNR. Do not resuscitate the DNR lines. Mm. Um, and several other routes so they really disrupted the subway service and they made it look like I heard some newscasts say made it look like uh, New Yorkers were super scared to get back on the subway, but they were just not allowed to get back on the subway. Yeah, right. I wouldn't have been scared because I got on the I got on a plane. I was on, I think, the first plane in the air after 9-11 because what could be a safer day to travel? That's right. <laughs> the day after, you're yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, like diamond platinum or some crazy thing, and they were just like, if you want to get on the first plane, you can go, and I did. And I um, have right. one of his videos. I wasn't going to play a lot of it, but I, I can play you a couple of clips of what he said during the deep dive that we do tonight if you want to see some of the things that he said. Sure. And also, I want to point out that him saying in this video that Ukraine is just white people killing white people is exactly what Whoopi Goldberg said. A couple of no way. months, about a month and a half ago, or right after this thing started, that got her, I think, suspended very for a brief time. Oh, I on can't the remember. View. Is that what? What was that? She said that it's white people killing white people. That and what? She said, and what's the significance of that? that they you were talking. Care? They were relating it to the Holocaust, and she. Oh, was saying that's that, right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Any shout-outs? Not today. All right. Well. Thank you, Monica. Interesting stuff. As always, thank you all for listening. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that deep dive deconstruction that we do tonight on Rockfin, go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report and subscribe through our channel there. We will talk to you all tomorrow or in the DMBXR. Have a fantastic rest of your day.